Welcome to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Marilee Blair. Let me be your positive light to help you reach your highest potential and put you in an empowered frame of mind every episode. It's time to get excited for our lives and be in charge of designing our happiness every single day. Let's go. Welcome back to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm so excited to have an amazing motivational speaker, business owner, and teacher who constantly inspires me with her powerful voice and the lessons she shares with the world. Nikki Geis has been a teacher for 15 years, a motivational speaker and business owner for six years, and has owned her Be The Change Apparel company for one year. She inspires so many with her motivational speaking at events, her uplifting positive videos she shares on her social media platform because she has a strong focus on inspiring others to know they are loved, worthy, and enough. She enjoys to learn and lead her students to think outside of the box and discover how they can truly make it on their own in the real world. She is more than a teacher. She is a mentor and a role model to her students and all of her loved ones. Nikki is focused on personal development so that she can continue to grow in her life to be the best she can be for all of her goals and to shine a light on those who want to learn from her. She is going to share so much knowledge with all of us today to help you learn to step out of your comfort zone and become the best leader you can be. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the show today and for being a part of my life. I'm so grateful for the positive light and value you are going to bring to our listeners today. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you bring to my life. You say I bring stuff to yours, but you you are such a light yourself. So it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Absolutely. Let's start the show with your positive and favorite inspiring quote. Yeah, you know, I actually I share this with my students the first day of school every year. And it's a quote by Gandhi. And it's Mm -hmm. you must be the change you wish to see in the world. It's even tattooed on my body right here. So (laughs) it's it's extremely important to me. And it really has guided me into becoming a teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I break down that quote, it's it's saying instead of just talking about what you want, you have to be that. So if I want the world to be more loving, then I have to be more loving. If I want the world to be more understanding, I have to be understanding. And if I want change to happen in the world, if I want education to be something different, I have to go be that change. So it's really inspired so many different steps that I've taken in my life, but especially in becoming a teacher. Yes. Oh, that's such a beautiful quote. I love that because nothing can happen if we're not willing to change or do anything about it. Life will just continue to go on unless we're willing to do something different and really just embody that change by taking action. So I love that. I love that. And how do you feel that you've designed happiness into your life? I think that over the years, I've realized that happiness most of the time, well, maybe even all the time is a choice. And so you really have to, I think Oprah said this, I I feel like I, you know, watching her talk show back in the day, um, I learned so much from it. But one of the big things that I took is she talked about paying attention to your joys. So paying attention to the things that bring you joy. If you're creating something, if you're a singer, while you're singing, you feel like, wow, <clears throat> you feel alive, you feel yourself, then you're supposed to sing, right? If you, if you, you know, you notice that you really like to help people and when you do, your heart feels full, you're supposed to be helping people. 
right? So paying attention to the things that really just build you up and make you feel good inside and then do those things. And so that's what I feel like something that's what I feel like has been on my mind and on my heart is paying attention to the things that really make me happy and choosing to do those things and staying away from people and things that don't make you feel good. Yeah. So it's really that paying attention and Mm -hmm. and being very reflective, uh, self-reflective, I think. And so in doing that, you know, I went away from teaching for a while, which I think we'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. um, I wasn't happy, right? So I, I realized that I was supposed to be in the classroom with students and that's what really brought me that joy. And so I think it's it, it's the choice to pay attention right. to yourself and what brings you joy mm-hmm. um, and then doing those things as often as you can and being around the people that bring those feelings and emotions and energy to you as well. So it's, it, it's, it's intentional. Yes. So being intentional, um, I would say, are, are the ways that I've been able to design happiness in my life. Yes, that's so amazing. That's such a great lesson that Nikki is sharing with all of us because it really can be that simple where you do. You pay attention to what lights you up and mm-hmm. makes you happy Absolutely. and just continue to do that. Why yeah. stop doing something that brings you so much joy and brings others joy around you? Sure. Because when you're happy, that makes everybody else happy around you. Definitely. And then it's just when you're around people that bring you down or, you know, you're doing things that don't bring you joy. Why should we continue to do that? Right. It's, it's not serving anyone, any happiness. And right. so to really be happy and be the best version of ourselves, you're right. Like we need to keep doing what makes us happy. So, you know, please listen to her. She's, she's right. We have to do what makes us happy. And sometimes it can be hard Mm -hmm. uh, depending what industry you're in, but just if you're not doing what you love for work, then start figuring out what does make you happy and know that it's not too late. No matter what age you are, you can still learn something different and pursue something different because you shouldn't be stuck somewhere that doesn't bring you joy. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can even do that kind of thing on the side, right? So if you know you're in a job that, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel good about because it provides, right? Right. Then we're not saying, you know, maybe jump out of that thing. But Mm -hmm. if you're paying attention outside of that, of what makes you happy and brings you joy, then make sure you are participating in that. Don't not do Mm -hmm. things that you love. If you love to draw, you should be drawing. If you love to paint, you should be painting, right? Right. If you love music, do music. So it doesn't necessarily, if you can, if you, I mean, Mm -hmm. we know if you can, if you find something that you love to do, right? What does the quote say? You never work a day in your life. Right. But if you're not in that right now, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't go exploring. Right. And, and making sure that you're taking the time to do what does make you happy and bring you that joy. Yes. But do that. Yes. Don't leave that out of your life. You're doing yourself a disservice, which in turn, you're then doing the world a disservice. If you and I are not doing what we love and doing what we're here to do, then the world is missing out. Mm. And we don't want that. Right. Right. I don't want the world to miss out. No. No. I feel like you said, filling ourselves with joy and doing the things that bring us joy is automatically going to give other people that sense, too. Yes. Yeah. So just do what you want. (laughs) And Nikki, tell us about your Be The Change apparel clothing business and what made you decide to pursue your passion as a teacher? Yeah, so I'll start with the clothing line just because that's been more of a recent risk and recent 
um, path and journey. And it's one that I'm failing at, but failing forward at. Um, I love clothes. I love to be different. Uh, it's taken me a long time in my life to discover my own style and what I feel comfortable wearing. And so now I've found what that style is. And so I love to wear clothes that mean something, either just by being different um, than what maybe you see other people wear, or if what is actually on the clothes is something cool or says something great that you can take with you. So the idea behind the clothing line is to create and then wear things that can remind people of how great they are. So having a shirt that says loved worthy enough is like, that's right. I am loved. I am worthy. I am enough. Yes, Yes. exactly. And so actually the name of the company changed. So at first it was Mm. be by Nikki apparel when I thought of it, Mm. you know, a few years back, several years back. And then talking to to a friend who's a creator, I was like, you know, I don't feel good about Be By Nikki Apparel anymore. I don't, mm. m- my name is not important in terms of what I'm trying to get the clothes to be. Mm. I, I, it has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with that I want to, I want to remind people of their own inner strength and their own power. And so that doesn't, ha- doesn't it doesn't need to be Be By Nikki. It needs mm. to be about Be The Change. Right. So it goes from my favorite quote into the clothing line. So that's why we switched it up. So I'm still in the process of changing some things in the website and stuff Mm. like that. So it still now states as like in the website and stuff like that is be by Nikki. But it's be the change apparel now, as you said. And it's it really is just about that. We're just getting started. I mean, it's really at the very, very baby steps. And um, I'm learning along the way. I knew nothing about the industry of, of apparel and clothing. I just know that I love it yes. and I want to create stuff that people are going to love to wear. And that reminds them of great things about themselves. Yeah. That's such a great reminder because we need it. You know, sometimes in our heads, there's so many negative thoughts. It's like, Absolutely. it's about 80 percent is negative thoughts in our head. Mm-hmm. And so we have to force ourselves to be positive by listening to positive podcasts, motivational sure. speakers sure. like yourself, you know, we have to get out of that, read books. And so to be able to have a shirt, that's like your own personal affirmation yeah. and you wear that every day. And then you start to feel that superpower of confidence. Like you're saying, um, Nikki gave me a shirt that says loved, worthy and enough. And so I remember that all yeah. the time, you know, I'm like, yes, exactly what she said. I'm loved. I'm worthy and enough. And we have to believe that within ourselves to be able to be a support for anyone else. It all, it all starts within. So it's just amazing that Nikki is doing this because it's so helpful for our mindset. We just need all these reminders as much as possible. So to have that on clothing, you know, is big and and you have t-shirts, you have long sleeves, you have V-necks, um, tell us a, some baseball tees. There's baseball some tank teams. tops. You got the racer backs and then just a, a, a normal unisex. And um, actually online we have, we have bags, we have socks. So we're, we're expanding in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also really trying to pay attention to what is the next message we really want to get out there mm-hmm. so that we've stuck with love worthy enough for a while. And that will always remain because those three things, if you can remember those things about yourself, because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, all of us are loved. Yes. All of us are worthy and all of us are enough. And so that's never going to go away. Right. We're going to need to be reminded of that, especially in tough times. So we, we've stuck with that, that saying on a shirt for a while. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of other ideas, but we don't, 
we, we want to make sure we're doing it right and yeah. really making sure that we're putting out something that people like mm -hmm. and that they're, it, it's going to mean something. Mm -hmm. We want it to mean something. Yes. So yeah, we're we're it's the baby steps of it, but yeah. the heart behind it is exactly what we've been talking about. Is just really reminding everyone mm -hmm. of that that personal power. Yeah. 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 Don't forget that. Absolutely. And it's great because you you know you we started the show with your favorite quote and the fact that it still ties into your business yeah. with the clothing line. Like I just I love that. It's never you're you're never gonna forget it, and nobody else will. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's amazing that that it's part of it. Yeah. And then how did you decide to get into teaching? So. Yeah, it's pretty, it, it goes back to paying attention to your joys. So when I was in college, I went to USD and um, I went in thinking I wanted to be a physical therapist. Hmm. And the reason I wanted that is because I've always loved sports, grew up playing sports and I always knew that I'd love to help people. So I was like helping athletes Great. Why not? Now I discovered I wasn't so great at the sciences. And so I was like, you know, because at USD at that time, I had to go in as a biology major. Mm. And that's just not my, it's not my jam. Yeah, It's not my jam. That's not where all my smarts lie. Um, I'm a hard worker, but that subject, it just wasn't, it, it just mm. wasn't me. And so I struggled a lot. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is after my freshman year, so I played softball at USD. So after my freshman year, we did a, a softball camp at oh. USD. And so we had two weeks of camp. Mm -hmm. First week, uh, I think it was like eight to 13 year olds. Uh, and then the second week we had like 13 to 18 year olds. And what happened was during that week of camp, I saw this young girl go from not being able to field a grounder to being able to in in great position, field a ground ball and throw the ball to first base. And I felt inside of myself this joy that I had not felt before. I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. And I was like, whoa, what a cool feeling. Yeah. I want to feel this more often. Maybe mm -hmm. I should be a teacher. Wow. So it was that experience at that softball camp that changed my mind and my heart mm -hmm. to go in a different direction. And then I never looked back. Right. I mean, uh, once I entered that first class at USD, mm -hmm. um, shout out to Professor Carolyn Henry. I'll never forget you. She um, as soon as I walked into that class, it was like this. It was like this awe feeling like, whoa, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. And everything she taught me and the rest of the people in my class, it just further deepened mm -hmm. my love and my passion for wanting to help kids. And yeah. so that's what sparked me becoming a teacher. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Just I, from it, that feeling too. Yep. It's like you knew you were like, wait a minute, this feels good. You just helped this girl. Mm -hmm. And it's like you became her coach, Yeah, you know, you know like her motivational coach. Yep. And, and then it's like, yeah, this is your calling. Nikki, you're supposed to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And then it just set the bar for your teaching career. And now what grade do you teach and how many students do you have just so everyone can get an idea? Yeah, sure. So I teach at a, at a small charter school. Um, I absolutely love the school I get to teach at. I get to teach things that I'm really passionate about. And so I get to teach our leadership classes. It's a high school, so nine through 12. And I teach our leadership courses and what we call strength of mind and body, and which is a, it's like a basically an overall health course. It covers mm -hmm. their nutrition and PE. The leadership course is an elective. And my biggest focus there is on personal growth and development. 
It's self-love, self-compassion. It's letting my students know they're loved, worthy, and enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's hopefully empowering them to to step into their truth and and all of those things. And so um, each class, I have about twenty to twenty-five students, okay. um, depending, just because we're a smaller school, so we can afford to have those smaller class sizes. So there's a lot more individualized attention that I could mm-hmm. give my students. Um, but yeah, I'm so I, I feel so honored to teach there because I do get to teach what I really love and what I'm passionate about, and mm-hmm. so I. It's cool because I get to give my students what I wish I was being taught when I was in high school. So it's like I'm trying to set y'all up way sooner than what I got set up for. So, you know, they probably don't realize it, you know, at the time because we don't, you know, when we're all teenagers. But I teach mostly freshmen. All the freshmen have to come through my two classes Mm -hmm. um, in terms of our curriculum at the school. And it's just it's so much fun to just see their confidence develop and see them become better versions of themselves and just discover how great they really are. You know, it's a really cool process to to really get to see. Um, This past school year, I actually got to see, you know, students that I did teach as freshmen on my very first leadership class and they just graduated. And so to see the wow. difference from when they were freshmen to them being seniors and going out on their own was so cool. Wow. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love the, teaching. The it's so adults great. that yeah. they became and yeah. that it helped because you helped them get started. Yeah, well, you, I was a piece. They yeah, they had to do their work, right? right? They had to do the work. But yeah, wow. it's great. It's it feels it feels so great to be a part of their journey, you yeah. know, and and to really watch them fly. And that's the whole yeah. point, you know, is to mm-hmm. as teachers, we're 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 the sower of seeds. Mm-hmm. Right. So so right. we sow these seeds and, and we help them water and then we you know, we water mm-hmm. sometimes and then we help them do their own watering because we all know we got to do it ourselves. Right. Right. If it is to be, it's up to me. So mm-hmm. um, and then to just watch them start to grow and then to fly off. It's wow. it's a really cool thing. That's so yeah. beautiful Thank to you. be part of that. Yeah, it, it really is. I feel I feel honored to be a teacher. I'm so grateful to the experiences I had that led me in that direction. Yeah, yeah. it really was your calling. Totally. And Absolutely. then and it's great, too, because I mean, I really wish I could have had a teacher like you or I had a class like that, because I just feel that a lot of high school classes, even college, you know, sure. I didn't have a leadership class. So it's amazing that the school that you teach at understands the importance of personal development at a young age and leadership and to really focus on that. So I think it's great that it's starting with freshmen and then you're still helping them with with seniors too and all ages, but it is good because it helps wake them up and they'll appreciate it so much later. You know, it's like, because we're working through all this personal development now, but you're right. If we would have had this years ago, I mean, we're still amazing, but (laughs) but, but, um, but if we had had those resources and just known all of that and had those classes, how amazing, you know, how much more knowledge would we have? Absolutely. You know, one, we would have been able to get some places quicker, mm -hmm. you know, because, and, and, and especially for me and my life, like I grew up, with a lack of self-confidence, lack of self-esteem. And it's interesting because people look Mm -hmm. at me now and they think, oh, well, you speak and you're a teacher. And so you're so confident. I'm like, it's a battle. Mm -hmm. Confidence is a battle. And I know that because I struggled with my self-confidence and self-esteem for the majority of my life. And so people see me now and they think, oh, but you've been this way. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's been a journey to get to a place where Mm -hmm. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I love me. 
And, and so it was because of that personal growth and development that I've gotten to this point. So I'm like, wait a minute, don't our kids need this? Yes. I mean, the high school yes. students that I teach, they need this now. I don't want them to wait until the beginning of their 30s to get this. I want them to start being confident in themselves and love themselves now and start Mm -hmm. that journey now instead of later. So, yeah, it it really like I said, it it really is an honor to teach at my school because they, you know, the leadership at my school saw that this is what I'm passionate about. And they believed in it, too. And they said, yeah, let's do it. And so that's the beauty of of being where I'm at you know, is to be able to do that and to do what's on my heart to give to students. Yeah. You're serving them in the way that you best know how, and that's just going to help them because it's something you're passionate about and you're passionate about serving others. And so it's amazing because you're helping all of these people and all of your students flourish. That's my hope. Yeah. That's the goal. (laughs) And have you felt, you know, it's not always the easiest to be a teacher. So how have you dealt with, you know, challenges and failures as a teacher and a business owner to, you know, to make it better and to still be able to adapt to the hard times. Yeah. I call them out. I mean, when I, when I make mistakes in Mm -hmm. class, I, I, I just tell my students, you know, I, I, I'll reflect on a day Mm -hmm. and come back the next day and be like, you know what? I wasn't at my best yesterday. I did not give you what I meant to give you. It didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And so let's mm-hmm. go back and let's talk about it. And I, I talk to them about my failures. I talk to them about my lack of self-esteem. I talk to them about my mm-hmm. mistakes. I tell them I have never been a perfect person. I never will be. And I don't expect them to be. And I also check in. You know, mm-hmm. I do these check-ins with them and I tell them, you know, if you tell me between zero and 100, what percentage you're at today? You know, zero meaning this is the worst day ever. A hundred meaning look out world, here I come, right? So, so, and I have them give me their percentages. And all I say to them is, you know, we're not always going to be at a hundred percent. So what I'm asking you to do is give me a hundred percent of whatever you got. So if you're at a 5% today, okay. So give me a hundred of that 5%. Because it's okay not to be okay. And so I just call it out because no one called it out for me, you know, um, I grew up thinking and being told, you know, put your head down, do what you got to do. Don't make any waves, you know, but no one ever talked to me about my self-esteem. No one ever talked to me about my self-confidence. And I struggled with it every single day. I was bullied in middle school and thought it was my fault. And what did I do wrong and all these things. And so it Mm. it's just better to call it out and just be honest and upfront. And that's why I love to teach high school, because I can and I, I talk to them like I'm talking to you. You know, I talk to them like they're adults because I'm preparing them for that. That's my job is to prepare them for what's Mm -hmm. coming next. And I let them know the world's not going to be nice to them all the time and things are not going to always work out. And sometimes you're going to do the best you possibly can and you still ain't going to win. Yeah. And so I talk to them exactly like that. And I just I'm just upfront with them. I'm just as real as I could possibly be. And so when I fail, I let them know. Mm -hmm. And and I let them know that that's what that's going to happen. But as long as you're learning, right, then you you don't become a failure. Yes. You could fail, mm. but the only time you're going to become a failure is if you quit and yes. you stop and you give up, right? Yeah. And so basically just calling it out. Mm. Telling it how it is, yeah, you know. That's good though. <laughs> that's my philosophy with them yeah. and they can take it. And mm. and they and they ask great questions and they're they're engaged, you know, they're they're very smart. They're very intuitive. Kids are a lot 
smarter than we give them credit for. Mm. And so we don't need to talk to them like they're babies. They're, they're, they're ready for us to talk to them like for real, for real mm. and be authentic yeah. you know, and genuine. And if you're not, they pick up on that BS anyway. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you might as well not try to BS kids because yeah. they know it, they already know. Right. So just be real. Yeah. So that's how I handle mistakes. And that's how wow. I handle things that, that don't work out for me, mm. that don't work out, you know, for them. Right. I just call it out. Yeah. And we talk about it. Yeah. No sugarcoating. No. It's all truth. Yeah. See, that's so nice that you're so raw with them too. So that that's the best way for them to learn yeah. is for an adult to teach them how to be an adult by just treating you like that yeah. and talking to you upfront about things, even when you're feeling a certain way, like totally. when you were just saying like, Oh, I wasn't at my best yesterday. Yeah. How many people really do that? Not just teachers, just in life. Sure. How many people, not a lot of people not will admit when they're wrong. Yep. And, and even for you too, to be able to be honest with them about what it, it took you to become a confident person sure. and speaker. Yeah. And that's huge. Because not everybody is honest about the past. Right. They don't always bring that up to help teach people, but it helps us Absolutely. because it makes you so relatable and like, oh, yes, yes, Nikki, guys, actually understands me. Exactly. She's been in the position. And yep. so that, and then you help them want to get out of their comfort zone. Yep. I think my mistakes and telling them my mistakes actually has them listen more. Because like mm. you said, if you present yourself as this person that nothing ever goes wrong for and things are always perfect, people can't relate to that because that's not real life. The truth of the matter is we all go through things. We all struggle. We all make mistakes. We mm -hmm. all make big mistakes and small mistakes. And we're not always at our best. So why yeah. are we trying to pretend like we do? Right. You know, right. it doesn't make any sense. So I want them to know it's mm -hmm. okay if they're not at their best. It's okay if they make mistakes. It's what you do after that mm -hmm. that counts. It's who you become because of the things that we've messed up at that that really counts. And yes. so that's yes. that's what I have found to be the best way, just because, like you said, it does make me more relatable. Mm -hmm. And if I can't relate to my students, then they're not listening to me. Right. And so to present mm -hmm. as if things are perfect, which they never are, and I've never been and never will be, mm -hmm. is silly. Yeah. Because it's not real and they can't relate to that. Yeah. We're talking about teenagers here. Yeah. They make a mistake every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we all did. We all did yes, as teenagers. We we're, yes. we're not, it's not that any teenager is better than any other. We all right. did that as teenagers. We all made mistakes. So why are we trying to pretend like we mm. didn't? Right. Right. Yeah. Especially because we learn from those things. So if totally. they see how, especially you're such a great example because you're telling them what you went through and then how you became where you are today, right. but how those mistakes shaped you. Not yep. just like, oh, I'm just going to keep repeating the same mistake or right. I'm not going to continue. No, you were like, I'm going to continue. And now I'm learning from these mistakes to be better. Yeah. So it's helpful to have that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. I just the the real the most real we can be with our students, I, I think the better because it's it's it really is about that growth. Mm -hmm. And if that's what we're doing and what we should be doing is helping them grow it would be silly to put on some sort of front as if hard times haven't happened to us. Yeah. Right. And right. so we know they have, and we know yeah. they're going to happen to them. So we might as well have the discussion and, and really talk about how do we get through? Mm. How do we become better? Yes. You know, and, and taking ownership. Yes. And that's a big thing for teenagers. Well, it's a big thing for humans, right? right. But 
as teenagers, wow. especially because mm. we're in such a selfish stage of our life. Mm-hmm. That's all of us, right? When we're teenagers, it just is brain development wise, everything. We're in a very selfish part of our life. And so if, if I'm not teaching them like to take accountability for what they mm. do, right. then that's going to be huge. And that's been a big thing that I've really been focusing on in myself and in my teaching for the past well, especially this past school year, but it's been a big focus of mine because I just see it so much that if we all were to just take accountability for what we've done and be real and truthful and honest about it and apologize where we need to and get better where we need to, Mm. it it would be a better place. You know, it would be a better world. Yes. Yeah. Trying to pretend like we haven't done anything wrong is or made any mistakes. Right. Like, yes, it's every person. Absolutely. It's just nobody sees it, you know? Exactly. Like it's like ex- social media. Totally. It's only highlights and people, you know, they get so caught up like, oh, this person's doing this, 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 but they don't see the sweat and tears and the hard work because those are just highlight reel platforms. Absolutely. And that's how they're designed to be. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's just, we just have to keep learning and keep going and even when it's hard, pick ourselves back up because Absolutely. it will get better. Yeah. And that's what I want to teach them now so that they start developing those skills now because the world is a different place for them as teenagers than it was for me. Right. And social media does play a big part of that. Social Mm -hmm. media can be amazing and it could also trip your mind out and make you think things that, you know, you talked about that 80% in terms of negativity. Mm -hmm. A lot of students, a lot of my kids, social Mm -hmm. media is their jam and they're looking at these people and they think, Oh, they're an overnight success or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to do this and do that. And like you said, they don't they don't see the whole picture because yeah. social media isn't there necessarily to, to to show you the whole picture. Right. It shows you snippets. Yes. You know, of a person's life. And most of us are not going around posting all the mistakes we made. Right. And it, we're not saying to do that. Right. But what we are saying is there's a fuller picture. Mm-hmm. There's there's more to the story. Yes. And so, you know, let, let's talk about the whole story and let's, let's not try to pretend like mm-hmm. everything's always OK. Yeah. Yeah. And it's OK mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's not always OK. Totally. Because it's not always yeah, going to be OK. It's not. Yeah. And it's like to right now, while we are in this pandemic mm-hmm. that, you know, hasn't happened before that we're experienced for the first time. Yeah. Right now you're having to teach in a different way. Absolutely. So you've been utilizing Zoom. So can you explain how you're you know, your teaching platform has changed and what it's been like. I mean, let me just first start by saying this is not why I got into teaching. Mm -hmm. And and it's not why most of us, I would say, that are out there as teachers uh, got into teaching. We want to be in the classroom with our students, being being able to help them side by side and really, you know, be there with them, feel that energy back and forth. It's hard to transfer that energy through a computer, right, or through a phone. It's it's different. And so it it has been really challenging. I'm also really proud of our students and proud of our school with how we handled it. We went directly into um, using Zoom. This coming school year, we're going to be using more of Google Meet than we will Zoom. Both, I I like both personally. Um, Zoom would work really well for me. Google Meet has worked well for me. Doesn't matter to me either way. Mm. But um, our students, you know, we just had had the schedule as normal. And we, we, well, we switched it up a little bit to not have them be on computers all day long. Okay. Um, but we switched up our schedule. The kids still went to every single class every day. Mm. We, as the teachers put the link to the zoom in our Google classroom, they came on, we took attendance and we went into teaching. 
-hmm. And no, it's not the same, but we did the best we could do for the circumstances as they are. And it was hard. It was really hard. I've never worked as hard as I did Mm. trying to teach online. It was more work for me as a teacher because all the stuff that I can do normally and naturally just being in a classroom with my students, I had to try to present that and give that to them through a camera. And it's not the same thing. So I'm proud of what we've done, uh, but it was a real struggle. And a lot of students struggled. It's Mm. not the same for them. They come to school some of them come to school to get away from tough home lives. Some of them school is the only place they really feel like they can be themselves. And that was snatched away from them. Yeah. And so there were some students who were doing really well that they struggled. And then there were some students that maybe struggled that ended up doing better. It, it was yeah. a very interesting, very interesting time. Yeah. Um, I still 100% believe that in person will always be the best. In terms of teaching, yeah. because we're social creatures, yeah, you know, to be around, yeah, and, and part of that way too, yes, yeah. and part of the why I'm a proponent for being at school mm-hmm. is because it's not just about the academics. Mm-hmm. You learn right. so much about yourself as a person, and social mm-hmm. skills are will always be needed. I don't care how great technology gets, if you can't talk to a person right. and have a conversation and you don't have those social skills, mm-hmm. you in trouble. Yeah. You know, it, it will oh, always yeah. be important to have social skills. And mm-hmm. so that's not happening online. It's it's just so different and, mm-hmm. and it's so much harder for teachers, in my opinion, right. and for sure for the students. Yeah. I feel I felt so bad for them. All I wanted to do is get back in the classroom and be with them, but yeah. We have to do what we have to do. Right. And right now, this is what we have to do. This is going to teach mm-hmm. them a lot of resilience, though. Right. A whole lot of resilience. Because it's kind of like at the beginning, it's like, oh, this sucks. And why do we have to do this? And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then after you're done complaining, there's some work to be done. Right. It's time to get busy. Yeah. Right. So so I got to talk to them about that, too. So that got to be a lesson that I don't know if it would have happened without the pandemic, too. Mm. So it's interesting. You see there's some bright spots. That if you're looking for them, mm. if you're paying attention, right. you can pick out. If you're not paying attention, it sucks, right? right? But if you're paying attention, you can pick out some things. And that's one of the biggest lessons I got to teach them through this is, mm. okay, look, do, is this ideal for us? No. Do we want to be doing it this way? No. But this is what we have. So how long are we going to complain right. before we just get busy? Right. Yeah. So, and they did. They did. And I'm proud of them for it. Yeah. It was crazy and it was hard. And most likely we're going to start that way again for this next school year. But um, mm. I believe in the resiliency of these kids. And yeah. and it's resiliency is something we all need. If you're not a resilient individual, life's already tough. Right. It's going to be way tougher if you have no grit and mm. no resilience. Yes. Yeah. And so I got to yeah. teach them a little bit about that. And they're in it. You know, we all are. Wow. We all are in this thing. Um, but especially for these students, they're in the middle of it and they they got to figure out how to bob and weave through it and and still do the things that's going to help them be successful. Yes. Yeah. And be ready to adapt. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's still really good that you're teaching in all this, that you're, you know, that you're one of the teachers at the school because you were able to adapt. You've stated that there's challenges and it's not just you, it's other teachers, it's all the students Mm -hmm. and even the parents, Mm -hmm. but you're doing the best that you can and you're letting them know we're in this together, you know? And so that way they're still like, okay, she's with us. This isn't just easy for her either. 
right. so exactly. that we are all on the same page so that you can still help them yeah. in their future to be the best adults that they can be. Yeah. yeah. So this is, even though this is a hard time mm -hmm. and, um, but finding those positives and just being able to go through it and know that there, it's going to get better Absolutely. and that what you are teaching them now and how they are learning, they'll take this with them forever. I hope so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they will. That's why it's incredible. And um, so I want all of you to know that when I first met Nikki in 2011, she was actually a sports reporter for KUSI PPR, which is called Prep Skin Report. And I just recently learned that she actually didn't want to be an on-camera reporter. So let's talk about what inspired you to get into working for KUSI and what helped you get back into focusing on teaching and public speaking. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, when I was teaching, I always want to listen to my gut. Right? You want to listen to what's going on in your heart, what's stirring your heart. And it's worked for me. It worked for me before. So I taught one year, uh, fifth grade, mm. and I loved it. Fifth grade is actually a really cool year of, to teach kids. But I something I was like, this is cool, mm. but it's not where I'm supposed to be. And so then I moved mm. to high school and I taught at cathedral mm. for five years and absolutely loved every moment of it. And then I got the stirring again and I was mm. like, Time to learn. Yep. Time, time to time go to somewhere change. else. Yeah. I've done what I needed to do here. Time to move. Mm. And so at that time, I thought where I was moving was in a direction of being on TV. Mm. And the reason I wanted to do that is really because of two of my biggest you know, mentors, even though they don't know it. Uh, shout out to Oprah and Ellen. And because I, I see myself as like, oh, man, there's so many things I've learned from both of these people. Yeah. And I said, what can I how can I do what they've done? Inspire millions, empower mm -hmm. people, uh, you know, make people feel good about who they are. And so I said they do it through TV. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what I need to start learning how to do this mm -hmm. through TV. Right. So that's what prompted me to get involved with PPR. Mm -hmm. And I've watched PPR. I've grown up, born and raised in San Diego. So PPR has been a part of my life for quite some time. And I love it. I love the focus it gives to these amazing athletes. I wish mm -hmm. it was around a little bit more of a bigger scale. When I was in school playing sports, that would have been really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so I got involved in that because I love sports. I, sports has taught me so much mm -hmm. about being a member of a team, about the fact that it's not about me. It's about yes. what I can do to to help my team. And when you have a team around you, the amazing things you can accomplish. So yeah. sports has taught me so much. So I thought, well, that's a great idea. Mm. Here I am in San Diego. PPR is right here. It's great. So many people watch it. It's phenomenal. Let me get involved with that because I love sports. So let's do that. Mm. Um, and it was a phenomenal experience. I learned so much. And one of the things I learned is that I am still that shy girl that doesn't necessarily you know, like the limelight, maybe in that particular mm. way. And may, and, and maybe it's for me to be on pod, a podcast instead, like we're doing right now, rather right. than being there. So it just, mm. you know, I just, all these ideas came to mind of what it was that I'm really looking to do. Yeah. And so the learning experience at PPR was phenomenal. Mm. And also it's okay to do things and try them and realize that's not your jam. Yes. That is right. just as 
fruitful, right. right, for our lives as discovering what we like. Mm-hmm. What we don't like, then that takes that off the list, mm-hmm. and we can go try something different. Right. And so, you know, that that was key for me too, is realizing, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. It's so great. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's like I said, that's a valuable discovery too. Yeah, you know. But yes. I I have grown up and. It shocks people all the time. I know yes. we recently had this conversation. I've grown up a very shy person. Um, I don't necessarily prefer to be the lead person in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. That's not, I want to help and I want to serve and I want to inspire and empower. And if that means I'm in front of a camera doing mm-hmm. that, then sure. But I, I can do that every day as a teacher. Mm. And so that's what led me back into the classroom is, mm. you know, this was awesome and great, right. but man, I'm meant to be with those kids, you know, cause yeah. the impact that you can have as a teacher mm. is really unlike most other things, except for maybe being a parent. Mm. It, it, it's this very unique place that you sit in, in someone's life that you can make them or break them. I mean, the amount of stories that my students have of that one teacher that made them feel dumb is appalling. But, you know, it's also cool that they can name a teacher that has had a fantastic impact on their life. Yes. And that's what I want to be. I want to be on that side. I don't want to be that teacher that they look back on and be like, oh, you know, she ruined Mm. education and she made me feel bad. I want to be on the side where they're like, I might not remember her name, but that teacher I had with an afro, (laughs) she taught me to love me. Yes. And if they do that... Mm. I'll be happy. Yes. You know? And so yeah. that's what led me back mm. is the realization that there, there's, there's nothing like being a teacher. Mm. It's a, it's a really a unique profession. That's really hard and takes everything you got, mm. but man, to watch those kids grow and learn is yes. something special. And your impact. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 a, that's, that's the reason for it. And so that's what led me back mm. into being with kids. That's incredible. Yeah. And it was actually, you know, I started the the whole motivational speaking before leaving Cathedral. There was actually oh, a did. really cool experience um, my first year there, or maybe my second. I think it was my first. And they wanted me to speak to all of the sophomore girls for their retreat. And I had never done it before. It was going to be my mm. first time. And I was terrified. Mind you, a bunch of them, I'm teaching them. I taught mostly sophomores and freshmen when I was there. And so I see these kids in class every day and I'm not nervous to speak in front of them when I'm in class because it's like it's our space together. And, you know, we're in there to to wrestle with things and grow and learn. But to be standing in front of a bigger group of them, Mm. I was like very I was very terrified Mm. that that shy, insecure girl was alive and well. (laughs) And then I started to speak. I, you know, I wrote down all my notes. I prepared myself. I played music. I had them speak back to me and I had never done it before. But when I did it, I was like, whoa, that was so cool. What a, it's a, it's similar, but also a different way to have an impact on their lives. And I got to do that a couple of times while I was at Cathedral and it was just a phenomenal experience. I have them wow. to thank for giving me the opportunity to discover something new about right. me. Yes. Right. I would have never, how would I have even known that that's something I wanted to do when I was in high school? I never thought I would be a teacher. 
I looked around at how students would be acting and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> why, like, I don't want this. why would I, I ever do this? this? Why, yeah. would I ever, why would someone ever become a teacher? Mm. So it, it would have been trippy if you told, you know, 14 to 17 year old me that I was going to be a teacher and a motivational speaker. I would have been like, why are you lying? Right. <laughs> You're messing with yeah, me. Why, yeah. Who are you lying to? You know, why are you t- don't say that. Close your mouth yeah. when you're talking to me. You know? And so, you know, it, mm. it, it was these discoveries that I was fortunate enough to have because mm. people gave me a chance, right? you know, to discover that about myself. I don't know what they saw in me. I don't know what, mm. what they saw was on my heart, but they gave me that opportunity. And that first time of, of speaking to all those, I think it was about 200 wow. um, sophomore girls. I was like, yeah, that's a lot of, whoa, that's a very big difference from a small classroom. Totally. Yeah. It was so great. It was so awesome. And it forced me out of my comfort zone yeah. in a huge way, in a huge way. And we, we know, we, you know this, when you step outside your comfort zone, growth happens. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you can't, you can't unring the bell, right? Like people say, you can't, you, you can't unhear that. You can't unsee that. Right. You can't, I can't go back to mm-hmm. not yes. doing that. Yeah. Right. So those are the things that led me to those paths in my life and getting back into to doing those things, to speaking and to teaching. That's so incredible though, because, and you're thankful that they gave you this opportunity, but Absolutely. they really did see something in you. Sure. And it's amazing because you're like, what, why did they ask me? Yeah. But they were like, this woman, yeah. she knows they probably, maybe they walked in on some of your classes and they were like, she has a bigger message. She has a big impact. Why just impact the 25 to 30 students in her class? Yeah. Let's share this knowledge that Nikki has and her power to impact a lot of people at one time. And then it's, it's amazing because it's something that scared you, but you were like, you know what? You have to do it. You can't just be like, thank you so much for asking me. Um, I appreciate it, but no, thank you. No, this is, they needed you. They saw something in you and you were like, I am scared out of my mind, but I'm going to do this. And then it just unlocked this, this speed, this power in you where you became the motivational speaker that you are today. Yeah, and it's, I, and, and it's because you looked fear in the face. You sure. were like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so many times it's like, we don't want to do something because we're scared, mm-hmm. but we have to, and we're forced into these situations that are like, I know you're scared, but this situation and this platform is going to keep coming up until you face me and you do it. And, and it was because it's part of your calling and you listen to it and you learn to appreciate it, even if it's not easy, you know, and then and where you are now, I'm just great. Whatever, you know, there's been so many people along the way that have seen something in me that I didn't see in me. Mm. And I think we need those people. Yes. Right. And that's yes. another reason for, you know, my teaching and also coach our basketball team and, mm. and stuff. And so it's it's I want to now be what people were for me. You know, my first basketball coach in high school, she mm. saw something in me that I did not see in myself. Mm. I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know how you can see me as this player that you think that I am when mm. I have never played basketball before. You know, and then mm. there's just been people like that along the way who have looked at me and they've seen something in me and, and pushed me towards something that I wasn't comfortable doing because they they saw something that I couldn't see yet. Right. And so 
I'm just so grateful for that because I wouldn't be where I am without those people seeing something in me that I wasn't maybe even ready for, but they saw something yeah. and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful. And hopefully I can now do that, you know, for, for, for other people. Yeah. yeah. And you are doing that for others. So. You are, you do that for me. <laughs> like that's just, and that's just one example of one person that you're impacting. I mean, you all have to see her videos. She's, so inspiring the positivity that she shares and the way that she speaks so eloquently like you will learn so much from Nikki but it's just but it's warmth and it's not just you know that it's about connecting and I feel that Nikki is an amazing public speaker that everyone can connect to you feel the warmth and that she truly cares. I'm not saying that some speakers don't, but you definitely notice a difference in, in how some speakers are, they're talking or what they're teaching about. And all speakers are amazing, but it's nice to have a speaker that you can connect to on so many different levels, but you feel the warmth. Sometimes we need to feel that with speakers. Mm. You know, some of us that need that, strong connection, it's easy to understand her message and feel automatically inspired to want to change, to want to be that change. Yeah. So I, thank you. Yeah, thank welcome. you for saying that. I appreciate that so it's much. It's true. And, and so let's talk about that too, because so Nikki is a motivational speaker as well. So how did, how did that happen? I know this opportunity by speaking to 200 of the students mm -hmm. and then you've been now brought on to speak on virtual events mm -hmm. and and before the pandemic you've been speaking at large events so let's talk about how you got into that because that's that's different than teaching too totally yeah i it's a totally different ball game because the beauty of teaching is you're developing that relationship and that connection with them every day yes. right when i go to speak these people have never seen me before. They know mm -hmm. nothing about me, you know? Right. And so to try to connect in such a short amount of time in a way that's going to get people to engage and listen and hopefully take something with them mm -hmm. is a whole different ball game. And so I'm trying to think, I think it was more um, something else I do is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a facilitator with ADL and I get mm -hmm. to do anti-bias training. And so that was a big catapult for me as well, because then I've gotten to be at a lot more schools and schools mm -hmm. will see and get to experience me and hopefully feel like I'm doing a great job at what I'm doing and and are able to relate and mm -hmm. connect like you're saying. Yes. And then so when they were looking for someone like, hey, I remember her. Mm -hmm. I remember that she could connect with students. I wonder if she can do this on her own. And, and just come mm. and speak to us. And so it was really my work with ADL and, you know, mm. through teaching, through all of this kind of stuff that has led me to connect to other people. And then sometimes it was them reaching out and say, hey, do you know anyone? And I was like, oh, let me find someone. And then it became, well, wait a minute. Why not me? Right. Why not me? So it's 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 the connection in the in the education world and, and just mm. doing what I can to connect with other people that just want mm. to do the same thing that we do, which is right. impact others and give to others and make people smile and bring them light yeah. and joy. Um, so connecting with other people that want that same thing mm. then leads you to all sorts of opportunities. Yeah. And I've gotten to do that throughout San Diego at high schools and middle schools. And um, like you said, even a virtual event. Yeah. I got to be a part of it. I was the keynote speaker for a virtual event. And wow, wow. a whole new experience there. Right. Because now it's like, 
you know, you can feel so I believe this, you can feel mm-hmm. someone's energy when you're in a room with them. Yes. But then you're trying to connect to people mm-hmm. that don't know you. Mm-hmm. They just met you one second ago and they're supposed to be listening to you. Why? You know what yeah. I mean? Why? Why should I listen to you? And so right. it, it was a whole different ball game for that too, but it was a great challenge. And, you know, I would love to get the opportunity if we're going to stay in this, which we are right now, right. people don't stop needing someone to empower them. People mm-hmm. don't, it's, people need it more, maybe now more than yes. ever yes. need the positivity, need the light, need the happiness and joy. Absolutely. And so, you know, to be able to have that experience now of doing a virtual event, was awesome too. You put that in your toolbox, right? Of, right? of things you've done. So it's just honestly been so, I just feel so, I just feel so blessed. I feel yeah. so fortunate um, to know people like you, to, yeah. to have the experiences that I've gotten to have and to just be in a position where, you know, I, I hope to be doing what I'm here to do and yes. just helping other people live the best life they possibly can. And you are because these opportunities come to you because it's like when you're fulfilling what brings you joy, what makes you happy, mm-hmm. it's like it's with the laws of attraction. Yep. Just things start to align and they keep coming. Yep. It's like you, of course, hard work is very important. Absolutely. But because you're working hard and because you're going after your goals and you're doing what brings you joy to impact others' lives, they're like, the world is like, okay, Nikki, then I'm going to keep sending you, mm-hmm. you know, these events, yep. more opportunities yep. where you can practice that and really be the Nikki that you were meant to be. Yeah. And I, I believe that 100%. I believe that. And, you know, a mentor taught me that sometimes because when you see somebody on stage, you, you think about them, that they're so confident and that yes. they carry that around all the time. And, and like I was saying before that it's, it's work to get, it has been a lot of work to get myself to a place like this. And it doesn't mean that I still don't have to work at it. I don't walk around confident hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that I have to, to work on constantly. And so with that being said, you know, when you get to this place and and you see these people on stage and and you think like it it comes so easy or whatever, it's a I'm always a work in progress and I'm always trying to see like I need to get better and what more can I learn and, and how can I be of impact? And in those moments where I start to feel like, why would anyone listen to me? I remember what my mentor taught me. And, and he said, you know, it's not about you. How many people are going to miss out on what they need to hear because you were too scared to step up and say something? And I'm like, well, damn. Wow. (laughs) You know what? I mean, and that's and that's what I feel like why I said before, you know, if we're not doing the things that bring us joy, we're doing the world a disservice. If I'm not teaching, Mm -hmm. I'm doing students a disservice because if that's what I'm supposed to be doing and that's what brings me joy. Right. And I'm not doing it, Mm -hmm. then I'm messing up the journey, mm-hmm. right? Now mm-hmm. I'm messing that up for those students. Mm-hmm. Like a same, domino effect. Totally. Yeah. And so the same thing goes with speaking. It still makes me nervous. I'm nervous every single time I get in front of people, mm-hmm. whether it's five or 200. Sometimes I've done a room of half a school, 1500 mm-hmm. people, right? Wow. And the, all these teenage eyes look at me. Teenagers can be intimidating. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Especially Just... the ones you don't know mm-hmm. and you haven't developed that rapport with. And mm-hmm. so I'm scared every time, but what takes me back is it's not about me. It's about the message. 
someone in here, even if even if one person, and this goes back to something one of my professors taught me at USD in my um, graduate classes, even if you impact one student's life, it's worth it. Yes. You're not going to get them all, right. which we try to. As, teen, as teachers, you think, oh, I'm going to impact everyone, and I'm going to change every kid's life, and they're all <laughs> going to walk out of there strong and loving <laughs> themselves, right? No, it's not, right? right? But what if you get mm. one kid yes. to love themselves? What if you get one kid in a group of 1,500 or whatever it's been in auditoriums and in their gyms, and one kid says, because Nikki can do it, I can do it. It's worth it. Yes. It's worth it. Yes. So it's not about me at all. It's about what I'm there to give. And if I don't give it, mm. who's going to be negatively impacted by me not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yes. So that's what helped me helps me get over all the insecurities and all mm. the the self-esteem issues that I continue to battle with. Yeah. It's about the message. It's not about yeah. me. And I don't yes. want to do a disservice to anyone. Right. So that means I got to mm -hmm. get out there and do my thing. Right. Yeah. And continue to serve others. Yep. She's right. That is the main point. We can do things that make us happy, but it is always good to have that mentality to serve others. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in that mindset to serve, it and it, it helps other people and that's the biggest thing that you can do is totally. help others. Totally. And that comes back to you. Then it comes by abundance. Yeah. But it's it's not about us. Yeah. It is about people that you can help. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's why this was your calling. Like <laughs> all of it. It yeah. all ties in together. It does. You know? Definitely. It's, and even though they're all different challenges in their own, it's still nice that they they just go together. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So, and then because you've had, you have sometimes, you know, that fear of public speaking, what advice can you give to people that do have that fear of public speaking, but want to learn to yeah. be better public speakers? I would say you have, you first have to work on yourself. That's honestly the key. So there's no way I would continue to go on stage if I wasn't continuing mm -hmm. to work on myself. I had to become the person worthy of being in front of other people to share a message. And so I would encourage anyone who wants to do it and has that drive, but just mm -hmm. are shy and insecure and all that. Me too. So if I, I know if I can do it, you can do it. And so I had to begin with reading books. Mm. It, it, okay. it started with personal growth and development. It, it, it started there. I had to become a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. And so working on yourself to me is always the first step because, because our outer world, right? This is a, a quote too. I forget who, mm -hmm. but our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. So we have to work on our inner world mm -hmm. if we want on our, our outer world to be affected. So right. our inner world is who we are and it's who we're becoming and what matters to us and growing and learning and getting better. So I would say number one thing is to work on yourself. There's a lot of ways to do that. Books, definitely creating positive, powerful affirmations for yourself. I teach my kids about self-talk. What we say about ourselves to ourselves in here is so powerful for the majority of us. If we wrote down all the thoughts we have about ourselves, we would get in trouble for bullying. Mm -hmm. Right. We're our biggest bullies. Right? Yeah. And so it has to start with how we got to change the way that mm -hmm. we feel and think and see ourselves right. first 
Once you do that, what you'll realize, what I've realized anyway, is that, again, it's not about me. It's about the fact that maybe I'm the one here that's supposed to give the message. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's because of the fact that, you know, people that look like me need to see somebody being successful because I never saw that growing up. I didn't see anybody that looked like me doing anything big or doing anything mm-hmm. important. And so it was like, well, do people like me do important things? Mm-hmm. Are people like me successful? And so it becomes less about you and more about, well, because of the things I've been given and who I am, that's going to be delivered to people. And there's people out there that need to hear what I have to say. And so you learn about you and then realize it ain't about you. It's kind of yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. You learn. So yeah. You, you discover these things about mm-hmm. yourself and you stand in your purpose and you walk in your truth. And those are things I like to say too, to remind people like when you're standing in your purpose and you're walking in your truth, mm-hmm. that right there is a story that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Everybody has yes. one great book in them yes. and it's the story of their own life because everything that we've been through, someone needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. Someone right now is begging to hear what you have to say on your podcast. And someone, when I go to these schools, someone in there needs me and I don't know who it is. So I got to go and make it happen. Yes. Right. So it's, it's, it becomes, it's that self-discovery to understand that I'm here for others and I got to step it up and be that. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's Mm -hmm. what I would say is the the first thing is know you, um, become the best version of you that you can. And you, Mm. that's a, that's a lifelong process, right? right? That's not going to come by reading one book. Right. So it's really about self-discovery, becoming, you know, committing to growing and learning and then realizing that you're supposed to tell your story. Yes. And that if you don't, someone's going to miss out. Yes. Yeah. It's, what does Tony Robbins say? The power within. Unleash. Yep. Unleash, unleash the power, the power within. within. Yes. So unleash the power within yourself. Yep. Yes. So for those of you that, you know, you really need that help um, from her perspective with your public speaking, please replay that part because she just gave a lot of great nuggets. And that's so helpful because, you know, I wish I could have listened to this from Nikki's perspective when I was growing up, you know because that's helpful to just know how important it is to love yourself Mm -hmm. and learn that confidence, but that the resources are out there. Absolutely. Like what you're saying, read the books, you know, and, and now the different podcasts, different speakers, a lot of speakers have social media, Mm -hmm. follow them, listen to them. That's how you can hang out with them, you know, and then learn how they're speaking, what they're saying, listen to Nikki, watch her videos. That will really help you become the best speaker that you want to be too, because you're surrounding yourself with that. Yeah. People that are already doing it for a living. Exactly. Reach out to people. That's what social media can do for us. If we use it correctly, it allows you to reach people that maybe normally you couldn't reach. Mm -hmm. And it also gets us to be able to discover and, and to learn and grow every day podcast, TED Talks, like on my way to work every day, I'd be listening to a book on Audible mm-hmm. or I'd be listening to a TED Talk or I'd be listening to a podcast because people are already doing it. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you can do it too. Right. But re- but listen to the people that are already doing it. They're, mm-hmm. they're already successful. So you don't have to reinvent. You just have to be yourself in it. Yes. So listen to what they're doing. Find your way. Mm-hmm. Find your niche, right? right? And then do things, do what you're supposed to do yes. and get that out there. 
but it all has to start with that self-discovery. Yeah, for sure. Start with you. Yep. And it's great too, because we're talking about personal development. So I, because I'm also very close to Nikki, I know how important personal development is to her. So can you explain why it's so important to you? And when you did really discover how important it was and when you started really pursuing personal development with your reading and with everything in your life. Yeah. So it was probably, gosh, probably about 10 years ago now. And I, the first book that made the biggest impact on me was, is a book called what to say when you talk to yourself. And I currently teach that to my students and it's a book about self-talk. And so the, the beauty of personal growth and development, and I don't care how you discover it, but discover it, Mm -hmm. do it now, you know, and, and that has been such a key to me because this person that anybody sees today took a whole lot of work to get here and you have to do the work Mm -hmm. and the books help you do the work because these are people that have gone through this stuff already. So they're just doing what they're supposed to do and share their stories with us so we Mm -hmm. can learn and grow and get better. So that then we can then share our stories to grow and get help other people grow and get better. So the commitment to self is humongous. So you have to read the books. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know how many out there. I'm going to exaggerate and say a zillion. How much is a zillion? A whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot, yes. Right? Um, go to Audible. Go to mm-hmm. barnesandnoble.com. Go to where it says personal growth, right? Right. Do the work. So books have been instrumental. Mm-hmm. TED Talks have been instrumental. Podcasts have been instrumental. And those are accessible 24-7. There's yes. no excuse not to do it. Right. You're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. If you think, well, I don't know how to do that. Okay, mm-hmm. well, you're not trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you right. need someone to kick you a little bit, like I needed someone mm-hmm. to say, like the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself was recommended to me probably a few years before I read it. Mm-hmm. Someone was trying to give mm-hmm. it to me, trying to give me that information before, and mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. And that's okay not to be ready. Right. But it's not okay not to try. Mm. So then when you get in there and you start to read them, they'll come one right after another. Yes. They really do. You read one and then they give you suggestions and you look at that and you're like, yup, for sure. Let me get that one. Right. Same thing with YouTube videos. Same thing with podcasts. Same thing with TED Talks. It all gives you suggestions. Honestly, at this point in our in our in our lives, Mm -hmm. there's no excuse not to engage yourself in positive growth and in personal growth and development. Yes. It's out there for us. Yeah. I personally, because of my lack of self-esteem and self-confidence, I would always recommend what to say when you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I teach it to my students on purpose mm-hmm. because that's what made the difference for me. Mm-hmm. It ha- that has been that book right there has been the biggest impact on my self-confidence more than anything else. And then you get yourself around people yes. who, who want and do the same things you do. Yes. You've been instrumental in that. There's been so many people that have been instrumental mm-hmm. in me continuing to grow and develop because when you get around people who have that energy and yes. that vibe, you don't want to let it go. Yeah. You know, you want to hold on to it. You yeah. want, and so it that will lead you to those people. Mm-hmm. And so the combination of people that are also engaging in this journey of personal growth has mm-hmm. been also instrumental. I love people. I need people. The connection with people is highly important to me. And Mm -hmm. so between books and like-minded people, Mm -hmm. those have been the key. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Nikki said it perfectly. We can't make any excuses for why we're not growing, especially there are so many free resources. You know, a lot of these podcasts are free. So, and then even 
with social media by following. And like she said, with audibles, there's free audibles and Mm -hmm. there's one that don't cost that money. So we can't make excuses. It's, you know, it's important to be physically active. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important to have a good diet. So it's also just as important to nourish our mind Mm -hmm. with knowledge. And so we can always progress. We can't get too complacent and we can't stop wanting to grow Mm -hmm. to be better for ourselves and for all of those around us. Absolutely. Yes. So please, there are so many free resources. (laughs) And Nikki, who has been, I know you've mentioned some mentors on this episode, but who do you feel has been the biggest hero in your life that has really affected to where you are in your career and who you are as a person? I mean, there's no doubt anybody that knows me knows what I'm going to say right now. It's my mom. No doubt about it. Uh, That woman, I still don't know how she did it. I don't know how she raised me on her own. I'm baffled by it. And she just was a phenomenal example. Her and my grandmother have been my biggest influences in my life. My grandmother was such a sweet and loving but super strong woman all at the same time. She showed me when, when she would hug you, you could feel her love transferring from her body to yours. That's how it was just so powerful. Yeah. So that warmth, Mm. that generosity, Mm. um, she carried herself with a lot of humility and she just saw life as a blessing. So I get that all from her. My mom is where I get my strength Mm. and my independence And just knowing that hard work is what it's going to take. My mom has worked so hard her whole life and has loved me unconditionally through all my mistakes and everything that I've done. And I've made some big ones that have probably disappointed her, even though, no, I know they disappointed her. I disappointed myself, but she has been there every step of the way. And so between those two women, uh, I just... I feel honored to be related to them, truly. So my mom and my grandma have been my biggest two heroes. And it wasn't that they taught me like how to be a teacher or how mm-hmm. to, it was their love. Mm-hmm. They're, they're my heroes because the way that they love. And I only hope that I can be a fraction of those two women in my life. Because if I can give to other people what those two women have given to me, wow. Yeah. Wow. That would be incredible. Yes. So those two women, my grandma and my mama. Oh, I love that's that. That's it. I love that. <laughs> and it's and you do embody that love. I hope like, so. To be an outside person, you know, and I didn't know your grandma and I think I think I've only met your mother once, but you embody that love because that's what what helps you impact. Like I said earlier, I feel the warmth in your positive inspirational videos. So if I feel that, I know others feel that. And so you you did, you got that from them and you are sharing that. So I just want to make them yeah. proud. I hope I do. They, they are very <laughs> proud. They're very proud. And I, I want to know what advice would you give to those who want to start a career as an educator or teacher or motivational speaker, just what specific advice would you have for them in starting those careers? Yeah, I mean, teaching it, teaching to me is a true calling. I mean, you have to, that has to be on your heart. Um, I think that if you get into teaching because you want to just talk and you want to just tell mm-hmm. people what you know, that's, that's not being a teacher. Mm-hmm. A teacher is someone who engages and has on their heart to look into the eyes of students and want 
to benefit their lives and want to help them be their own heroes, right? right? To look inside themselves and see the power and the amazingness and the greatness that they have within them. So if that's on your heart to do, then you're meant to be a teacher, mm-hmm. right? And right. so for me, I mean, I went to school. So you have to find what fits you and do mm-hmm. the work. Being yes. a teacher is hard work. You need to take the classes, you need, right? You get your degree, you take the tests, you do all mm-hmm. the things that you need to do. But you really have to you have to think about that one. I would encourage anyone who wants to be a teacher to talk to a bunch of teachers mm. that teach different grades, mm-hmm. that teach different subjects and really ask them because all of us w- can tell you different stories, right? right? Um, but teaching is hard. Mm-hmm. And so I know that the teachers that I know, we the people that we want to be teachers are the ones that it's on their heart to do so. Because if your heart isn't in it, you're not gonna last. It's my heart that keeps me going. The hours that how much you put in into it of yourself, Mm. that's going to feel tough. And so if you can't go back to that love and that Mm. passion that you have on your heart to do it, Mm -hmm. you won't you won't do what you're supposed to do for these kids and they won't get from you what they need need to get. So reflect on it. Mm. Talk to teachers and really Talk to people that are going to be real with you. Don't talk to people. Oh, it's so great. And it is, but it's also hard. And so talk to people, reach out to me. I'll tell you what's up. And I know a lot of teachers, so I can get you in touch with teachers that will give you the real raw of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got to do the work, Mm -hmm. work hard, figure out what it is you want to teach, Mm -hmm. um, what you have a passion and a drive to let students know Mm -hmm. to help them. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you can give to students that they can take with them. Mm. So if all that aligns, then it's just about going to school and doing what you got to do, mm-hmm. right? All of us have had to put in the work somewhere along the line to get to where we are as teachers. So that's mm-hmm. not going to be different for you. You got to mm-hmm. do the work. Yes. Yeah. Um, for public speaking, we talked about that already, but reach out to people. I, I reach out to a couple of speakers mm-hmm. and they gave me the, the lowdown of what it's going to take and what I need to start thinking about. So mm-hmm. the resources are there. Um, reach out to people that can give you, you know, that mentorship. We all need mentors. Yes. Right. We all need mentors. Um, And, you know, if you're looking to, to start a business or Mm -hmm. um, do anything like that, again, honestly, the, the key is to reach out to people because there's already people that do it. Right. So you don't need to totally and completely reinvent anything that's Mm -hmm. already working. You just need to figure out how you fit in. Mm -hmm. So it's really just about doing the work, educating yourself Mm -hmm. and then having it on your heart to do it. Right. But there's people out there that are willing to help. I know they are because they've helped me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a position where I can start helping. So reach out to those who, you know, are already doing it. Right. And don't stop until you get where you want to go. It yes. ain't over till I win, right? Yes. Yeah, that's Les Brown, man. It ain't yes. over till I win. Yes. So you gotta you gotta be mm-hmm. willing to do the work until you win. You know, and winning is the impact, mm. right? Winning is is influencing others and making their lives better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage. Take advantage. What she said. Do the work. Take advantage of people and opportunities because Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, like you'll every no, you're going to get a yes. So what's it going to hurt? Just take advantage of the opportunities and where you are in your life. If something speaks to you, that's a great sign. Mm -hmm. Go with it and just 
do all the research and everything you need to do to get where you really want to be. And Nikki, where can people reach out to you if they want to message you to hire you for a virtual event, to hire you as a motivational speaker? Where can they find you uh, to order apparel from your Be The Change Apparel company? What platforms or email addresses can they reach out to you? Yeah, I try to make things as simple as possible. You can find me on social media just with my name, Nikki Geis. So N-I-C-K-Y-G-E-I-S. So you will find me um, through Instagram um, and you can message me through there and we can figure some things out. And at that point in time, you know, I'll give you my email and and we can figure all that out. But um, you also reach out through there and I can give you what you need for the apparel on Instagram. It's be the change apparel. So you can find us there. And then right now the website is still be by Nikki.com. Cause we haven't changed that one yet. Okay. Um, like I was talking about in the right. beginning, but right now it's still be by Nikki.com. So B E B Y N I C K Y.com. And you'll see all the apparel there. But if you forget that, just reach out to me, you know, via social media, Nikki guys, and I'll get you to those places. Yeah. Take advantage of that. Follow her on social media. That way you can really get inspired, get empowered by listening to her motivational speaking videos and just be able to utilize her as a resource. So thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show. I appreciate you so much. You've shared so much value with us today and I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so honored that I got to be here. So thank you for asking me to be a part of it. Thank you so much for joining me on the Design Your Happiness podcast. I appreciate you for listening and I hope you feel inspired. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your loved ones. I hope you have a beautiful day and get excited to design your happiness. Thank you.